This episode of Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone is brought to you by Conti Fitness, the best in online and in-home personal training, and get certified online with Let's Face It Together trademark facial exercise and rehabilitation program, as well as book your women rock event in a city near you. This episode is also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Create positive change in your life with High Five Health and Fitness online health coaching at highfivehealthandfitness.com. And if you want to create your own platform, visit www.twofitcrazies.com and find out more about how to create your own podcast. Podcasting 101, create your own platform as seen at SCW fitness conventions around the country. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a comment, a review on uh, iTunes or wherever you do uh, listen to your favorite podcasts, twofitcrazies.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Yeah. Brian, I think we're getting crazier by the episode, <laughs> I think is what's happening. I think so. Yeah. All right. We're off a, we're off a hot we episode. A some Na- techno music. <laughs> we're off a hot episode of 1991. 100th anniversary, New Jersey Aford, school convention, interview teacher, state of the state, changing our youth. It was good. Cats I- and dogs living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, Ghostbusters. No one steps in a church in my town. <laughs> Good one. All right. Yeah, it was. A, it was a different episode for us. Obviously, we, we you know we did several interviews and we pieced them together. And, On you know, location. And, yeah, and, and uh, you, you hear know, like some crazy stuff in the background. Uh, totally. Oh, There's a guy so rocking by with the garbage can. There's yeah. some, definitely some background noise. And uh, but you know, look, it was it was good, and we got we got you know we got and to it was speak. live. Yeah. I mean, like. It was uh, it was it was good. It was a good time. I liked it. Um, I know, love giving people a voice. That's what I like. Yeah, because that's what we're doing. It was it was definitely a lot of people who appreciated being asked questions and they were able to speak about their experiences. Uh, you know, and and uh, in an education setting, sometimes that that very rarely yeah. happens. You know, um, last people that people ask the questions to sometimes are the teachers. They're in the, and you're the ones in the trenches. <laughs> I taught, right. yeah. you know, I wish someone had asked me specifically, how can I make you a better teacher or, or what can I do for you to support you? Or our questions are, you know, what's working, what's not right. working, what's working for you in the field of, you know, physical and what's education the solution? and what, what could you do to, and, and boy, they had some great ideas, they did. you know, and, and finally being asked, I think it was a, it was a pretty good opportunity for, for them and for us to be there. It was, uh, you know, we're grateful. For, and the vendors, some of those people, yeah. the vendors and presenters who are, who are literally coming up with either equipment or plans or, you know, just different curriculum to roll out to schools that, you know, in ways that can be affordable and that are really turnkey that could really up the game for health and wellness. And that yeah. is, that was cool. It was a really cool thing. It was. So New Jersey health and fitness yeah. here and all the, the way to, well, hold up. Okay. And then Brian and I just came hot off of a fantastic, inspirational oh, yeah. pumping kids up <laughs> high school kids actually in our area. Um, we went and um, two fit crazies in a microphone podcast went and and talked about you know careers and journeys and, and a career day and following your heart and you know what I'm gonna say it that you know we listen to a lot of speakers and and many speakers I feel like they're not following their shine I'm gonna say it Brian you got you guys I'm, say it. I, I'm I'm talking you know you know we were an audio only podcast but you guys have got to see Christine in front of a gymnasium filled with high school kids firing them up she does this thing she says all right what i want you to do is everybody stand up stand up stand up and they stand up and they're just kind of like all right what's next she goes all right sit down and they all sit down and then you know she's all right that's fitness and and it is and and you know what right after that they're relaxed they're not talking. They're not chit chatting. They're not, you know, poking the person next to them. They're focused. You got them. It's a ama- You got them exactly. You got yeah. It was, it's, it was. It's so funny. But that's life. She also gets them to take their cell phones out yeah. and subscribe to the podcast, which is beautiful. Well, <laughs> well because <laughs> they're always being told to put their phones away. Yeah. Christine says, "Take them out. Take every phone out." 
take them out. <laughs> that but, little purple emblem on your, uh, that little app. But guess what? what? You know the reason why? One of the reasons I love teaching, Brian? Say why. Why? Because I could not give those kids what I can give them in a different atmosphere. Yeah. I couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. Because yeah, there were so be... many constraints. And guess what? It's buttoned up. Many people in your careers, and I'm not talking about fitness and teaching, or you're in a career and you're sitting there and you have so much constraint and you may have the best ideas in the world, yet you just sit on them. Yeah. And Langston Hughes' dream is deferred. What happens to a dream you know, when, when it's put on hold? The very last line, or does it explode? And explode means it eats at you. Yeah. Eats at you. And you know, I, I sit back and I listen to people and... You know, and my heart hurts when I see people not following their shine. Yeah. And if we could sit and talk to kids and say, you know what? People are going to tell you sometimes that your ideas are stupid and that you shouldn't do this. And you know what? I, you know, and I've always, I always appreciated the teachers most, the ones that shot you straight. Yeah. You know, the ones that told you that you were being an idiot. Right. Yeah. You know, like, cause we were being idiots, <laughs> you know, like they were, instead of the ones not that, you us know, presenting no, Brian, no, no, not us presenting, but like when I was in high school, I was an idiot, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, and, and, um, and admittedly so. And some of the teachers that I've run into as an adult, you know, say, Hey, <laughs> you know, about that time, uh, and, and they get it, you know, they understood. And those were always the ones that I was able to have a conversation with and not feel like you know it was like some authority figure even Mm -hmm. though that they can be you know they should they should be and and that they are but it was just um you know a a relationship you know a give and take and and something where you know we can kind of have a a, you know some sort of level discourse uh you know even though i was a kid and they you know i just always felt appreciative of those teachers that 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 kind of took the time to get to know you and not be you know a, a, a you know a tyrant so yeah, the two fifth crazies in a microphone podcast, school tour, and um, you know, keynote speaking, and oh. get you inspired up. It's coming, baby. Dude, and whatever it you pay this, whatever you, whatever you pay this girl, it is worth it. She get them fired up. It was tons of fun. We're a team. I, I had a blast. Oh, absolutely. Teachers, no, I'm with you. Kids. Yeah. Well, our all of our like, <laughs> if something happens to one of us, like we're totally screwed on our um, marketing. But with that said, um, the reason why we're talking about this, obviously, is because today we're hitting up episode 92. 92. And uh, we have Matt Snyder all the way from... The Aloha State, Hawaii. And it's great because he also is a physical education teacher. Yep. But he also has his hand in the pot of fitness. He does do, you know, he is involved with beach bodies. He is involved with soccer coaching. He is involved with Boy Scouts. I mean, really, he, he's got a... Group fitness following that right. they come to his class at five fifteen in the morning, and yeah. uh, you know he's got his crew, he's got his group, and uh, you know really great conversation. Uh, obviously, there's some some differences culturally in what happens. Uh, you know, obviously here where we are in, in, in the East Coast and where he is in Hawaii, but you know just mainland versus the island, and uh, and the and you know exactly what's going on with them and and how things are being approached and and how uh you know what the traditional diets are like and how that affects people's health and how the influx of of standard american diet uh you know uh, it, it has impacted the health of the people and uh even just like some cool stuff some cool traditional hawaiian games that they play uh in the school settings that uh you know will give them their their culture and and some history and and also in, include some physical fitness i love that if you're teaching and being, you know, you're teaching fitness you're and being walk. active, it's like, it's fantastic. So a uh, really good conversation. Uh, you know, we appreciate a six-hour time difference between here and Hawaii. So uh, uh, we did get Matt up. Uh, a little you know, early. Yeah, I, you know, it sounds like he would have been up anyway. But, uh, you know, definitely got him uh, to start, uh, you know, an interview or a conversation uh, somewhat earlier than he probably would have uh, on a normal day. But, uh, hey, that's what it takes sometimes in this uh, worldwide uh, podcasting empire that we've created two fit crazies and a microphone are you pumped about our podcast or what brian i'm so pumped it's always it's, it's like my on. favorite thing and before we forget brian challenged me to <laughs> a competition to see who could book in his eyes i guess the bigger and better guest it's challenge just, accepted. challenge accepted yeah, Watch I just thought it would be like a cool game for the, like her and I to play. Wait till yeah. I call up all these like celebrities and be like, hey, um, Dude, are I'm, you better than, than you? Because my co-host said that this would be a better guest. So who, yeah. 
It's on. Oh, you're going to play People that love game? competition. That's dirty. That's dirty pool. People love competition, so let's see what happens. Going after Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's what he told me. <laughs> Arnold, we need to talk. That would be, dear, be dear God, I need you to apparate in yeah, front of me. Yeah, exactly. Who's bigger than that? <laughs> the second coming? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're going to enjoy episode 92. Matt Snyder's awesome. All right. Party on, y'all. Episode 92, Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone Podcast. Matt Snyder coming to us from the Aloha State. Enjoy. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Yeah. Brian, we nailed it's, it. It's time. Yeah, we, we messed that it. up earlier today, by the way. Yeah, in public speaking, you and I, we, uh, we, we've got it all backwards. But we covered for each other. Yeah. It was like, you know. Cool. Like, it was like it was meant to happen. So I'm excited because we've actually been surrounded by education lately. Like yeah. we're, it's It's so cool to, you know, after... We had gone, and I know y'all, you know, have are going to be hearing this. Um, the hundredth anniversary of the New Jersey AFER, which is all the PE teachers. We were, you know, getting the state of the state from educators and giving them a voice of what's going on. Um, you know, at that obviously that convention, you heard about that. And then today, Brian and I were doing some career day in schools and motivational morning. speaking with, um, you know, with. Uh, with students, with our youth, and um, some very receptive young boys and girls. Oh, it's fantastic! Men and women, and we got to bring in our guest today for episode ninety-two. Uh-huh. And you know that the two fit crazies we get around. <laughs> so right now, that is no different. We are bringing in Mister Matt Snyder, and Matt, you are zooming with us today. And where are you located, Matt? I am located in Wailuku on the island of Maui in Hawaii. Uh, Aloha. I'm going to close my eyes for a moment and just imagine (laughs) what that must be like. You could pick me up at the airport in like 20 hours, right? Just give me a call. Okay, cool. All right, good. Now that that's out of the way, Matt, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I love it. So we are excited to to get a perspective today about fitness and wellness and what the heck is going on through your eyes and through your lens in Hawaii. So you now, let's give a little background. You are from Hawaii originally, correct? Correct. All right. Now, where did you grow up? I grew up right here where I'm living now in Wailuku on Maui. Wow. And and now college? Uh, Went to school at the University of San Francisco. Was that weird being away, like being on almost, you know, like I think of like mainland, you know, how was that? During, during that time, I guess in the mid to late eighties, it was a complete culture shock for people, well, kids from Maui going off to college on the mainland. And I only went to the West coast, which wasn't so bad, but the culture shock was (laughs) an unbelievable experience. San Francisco's a unique place, you know. It's uh, and, yeah. and so is Hawaii. You know, you're taking a, you know, you can have a, a bit of a clash of, of anything, but like you said, still, still West Coast. Um, you know, so that's uh, at, at least maybe that maybe uh, made it a little bit closer. Um, yeah, that's uh, so. How was that? How uh, how was your experience in San Francisco, and um, what made you? Uh, did you know that you were always going back to Hawaii, or is it just uh, you know, did, were you unsure as you went? Well, I just enjoyed my college experiences as well as just the city itself. Um, in fact, there was a running joke with my mom and I talking about, uh, Matt, you never give me a call. Aren't you homesick? Like, no. Why should I be homesick? I'm 
I'm having fun. Here we go. Um, she'd have to call me when I would call her. But I uh, had, had a great time. Did not know exactly what I wanted to get into uh, as far as a degree. Um, finally ended up with, the, uh, with a physical education major and then got into teaching. And, um, well, bit come to bit, ended up back, back home in Hawaii. You did it right, Matt. That phys ed degree. All right. So I was in business and English because my, you know, I had family and it was always like, no, you're going to be this big business person. And I always loved fitness and moving. And, and, um, I remember think, you know, after leaving business and getting my master's in, in, uh, curriculum, in curriculum and education, all that stuff, I wound up teaching English because at the time, you know, phys ed was not received with the, I would say the respect it was deserved. And it was, you know, if you're going to teach, you're going to teach academia. And that was it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I am idiot. That's all I have to say about that. Because this ed was where it was at. I mean, you, every physical education teacher that I knew loved going to work. Um, You know, and, you know, I'm reading Shakespeare trying to inspire these kids like, yeah. And they're like, boo. (laughs) Um, You know, for the most part. And, uh. I always thought that was that was the best because you have a job where you can inspire movement for people for the rest of their lives. Like right. phys ed teachers, no offense, and I was an English teacher. My job is not as important as your job. Like we, we keep saying this. It's the most important subject that there is. I mean, what else do we have yeah. besides our health? There's nothing. Um, what, uh, what, what is it that you're seeing, uh, you know, as far as, uh, what it is like now, maybe what it was like when you, uh, when you first got into teaching, uh, you know, maybe some different things that you have available to you, uh, on the, uh, in Hawaii. Um, you know, what, what do you, how, what's work like these days? Well, I know being in high school and taking phys ed classes, it was okay. Here's the ball, go play with not much instruction, uh, not much purpose, and first getting into teaching many, many eons ago, it was about, okay, skills testing, skills testing, skills testing. Uh, and as, as my, the beginning of my career up until now, a lot has changed where now the focus is more on lifestyle activities, uh, lifestyle skills, lifestyle movement. It's about getting yourself moving, staying active in some part, choose whatever activity you want. For a lifetime, it's not about because not everybody here is going to be an NBA star or an NFL superstar, and we all know that. And phys ed is required in well, I know in Hawaii, up until a certain grade level, and a lot of them would not be aspiring to be professional athletes. So what do we do with them if we turn them off from sports skills? Well, we teach lifetime activities: walking, hiking, backpacking, things of that sort, in which they can still go outside and be active. So what are you? So what? What? Um. What level are you working with right now, Matt? Uh, right now, I am at the middle level. I've done sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Currently, with eighth grade right now. Okay. Now, what have you seen? Have you seen any trends? I guess that's my question. Have you seen any trends from when you first started to now with students? Are they more willing to be engaged in class? Are they less willing? What are you seeing out there by you? What I see from my viewpoint with the students here is, um, especially with the eighth grade level, we all know the middle school level too, extremely sociable. Um, the, the, the social skills might be lacking a bit, maybe due to technology and everything's immediate you know, satisfaction with, uh, with the immediate reaction and feedback from, from their technology devices. But it appears to me that when they come to my class, they're excited they want to do something, yet they think it may be more recess-oriented where it's just free play. When it's not, it's more organized. It's more organized in a fashion where, okay, here's some things we're going to be doing. Here's our lesson objective. Let's accomplish this by doing this. Within this, you get to express yourself how you want to do it, but get the job done. Now, That's do kind you... of what I see things that. Now, do you see any difference with the skill level? Like, again, like you said, technology, and that was an issue when I even first started teaching to, you know, when I left teaching about a year and a half ago to go full-time, you know, in the fitness industry, people always said like, oh, kids, you know, like back in the day, like back in the day when I was in school. No, like when I started teaching, there really was a huge difference in when I started to when I left a year and a half ago with just people being sedentary. Um you know, I saw a lot more 
overweight students and a lot more, you know, I'm going to sit and play on my phone than talk to one another even. Are you seeing that? I mean, do, do you, have you seen that, I guess, is the question. I have. Um, they're interesting with, with the, I guess, the clientele here, the students here, is that whether you're underweight, at weight, overweight, a lot of kids want to be active, but there are some who just don't have maybe an opportunity for whatever reason it might be. It could be a lack of transportation. It could be the parents are more into the, you know, educational academia versus the physical literacy part of it. But you see, they, they want to get out there and do stuff. They want to be active. Wow. That's, it's sad. Like, it's sad to hear that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that it's kind of always been some of that, yeah. you know, there was always the, uh, you know, the intellectual, the, you know, the, the nerdy type that wouldn't, that, you know, would, would stand out in, in a gym class as not being the one who's, you know, necessarily up to speed. Um, you know, and I think that, that what we're seeing, uh, you know, is that a lot of the adaptations are made in, in you know, in the curriculum and in, in, in the, you know, the gym or the classroom uh, to include them in a way that they can still be graded based on their efforts rather than just how well they perform. Right. You know, it was always like, all right, go out and run the mile. Here come the fast kids. They're going to do really well and they're going to get a good grade. But here's somebody who might not have that ability or even just like the um, the mental conditioning to push themselves or try, um, you know, and but we can kind of look at how that effort compares to where it was prior to that. You know, are they showing improvement? Are they making improvements based on their own levels? Um, you know, is that stuff that you're, that you're seeing there where you can kind of cater or, or really assess them on their efforts rather than their overall, uh, you know, uh, how they compare to the other ones in the class? Yeah, definitely. I see that, um, with, with, with technology being more advanced these days, we try to incorporate that into our phys ed classes as well. So we're using the pedometers, we're using heart rate monitors, and like you said, it's not just assessing the outcome, it's their progress. So if we see their heart rate at a certain level for so many minutes, you're doing great. Whether you come in first or last or in the middle, it doesn't matter. We want to see that kind of effort level to push themselves. And it's all about being the individual versus comparing themselves with the other kids in class. So tell me about this. Is there anything unique that – I always ask people from different places in the world. So what is unique about – Maybe it would be normal for you, but unique for us that you're seeing in the schools first. Is there anything different? Like, you know, for us, we can't be outside all year. So is there anything mm -hmm. different, like specifically to, you know, your area that you do in phys ed classes that you may not be doing in New York or New Jersey? There's a, um, well, I guess in Hawaii, when... Hawaii was first being, I guess, uh, ancient Hawaii, I guess you call it a few hundred years ago. They're, during the war, they, they, they would take a break and they would play a series of games and they're called the, the Makahiki games. And it's usually around this time, around March. Uh, and a lot of the different activities that they would do would be spear throwing. Um, they'd be, you know, rolling rocks between two pegs. And so we, we, we incorporate those Hawaiian games into our phys ed curriculum to give them more of a sense of Hawaiian-ness, I suppose. And culture. We, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The culture of Hawaii and incorporating games and, and the lifestyle that, that the Hawaiians used to live. I love that. Just like the tradition of, of the, even the time of the year and, and playing these games. And I'm sure that they're awesome games, right? You can get competitive as heck playing these yeah. games. And, and, uh, you know, the, the base, they're based on, uh, you know, the settling of the island or whatever the war, the, the traditions of, of, of Hawaii. That's fantastic. You know, it's like, I'm yeah. sure in Minnesota, they curl, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and where you guys are, you, you play your games. Uh, it's, it's, right. it's, it's, it's fantastic. So Matt, now let's uh, let's keep going. So, what came first? Your obsession—not obsession, but like your super interest in your own fitness and helping others. You know, maybe adults, or was it, you know, 
being a phys ed teacher and working with kids, because obviously we got to touch upon the fact that you also are someone who is inspiring other people to live more quality lives. And again, that is why we're, you know, that's why we have this podcast for listeners around the world to get unbiased information about what the heck are people doing all over the world. And, you know, maybe I could learn a couple things to maybe make my own life better. So what is it that, you know, what is it that you are up to? Currently, um, let's say I teach eighth grade phys ed for a living, love it, love the kids, loving, challenging them, but not just with the physical part of it, but with life skills. Uh, and then I got some other hobbies, I suppose, in um, being a beach body coach, trying to inspire others for using their improving, maintaining their own health, wellness, and fitness, as well as teaching group fitness classes with Insanity, P90X, and Pio. How'd you get into that, though? It's not like you're just like, hey, I'm just going to do this. What inspired you to, to start that? Watching the infomercials, uh, you know, oh my gosh. being up at midnight, <laughs> being up at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, like, what is this? I started the P90X commercial, like, oh, i got to try this thing out. This looks pretty cool. The propaganda but- worked on you, Matt, huh? They, they got me sold. <laughs> got I me. still watch them too. You know, I'm like, oh, look at that. You know, I, I sit there and I find myself 10 minutes later, I'm still watching Sean T. I love Sean T. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. But yeah, so PNX got me started, bought that, did the workout, loved it, did it again. Uh, and then I got hooked into the, um, there's one of the, what, a beach body coach had contacted me about it to, to join a challenge group. I got hooked on that, did the insanity with them. They got me to be a coach. Now I'm trying to help other people. And then I've got certified in teaching group fitness classes in a, in a few gyms. So are you working in, a, in, a, in an establishment? Are you in a gym? Are you doing it? Uh, where, where are you helping people? Um, I've got um, – I'm working at Anytime Fitness in Wailuku, and I cover for a bunch of my other friends when they need me at Valley Isle Fitness. Okay. And um, it's on my own, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So what are you, so now going forward, what's, what's the best part of it? I mean, what are, what do you get to do? Um, you know, obviously you're teaching group classes, but what are you seeing out in Hawaii? What do people need? I guess is the question. Well, I know it's, it's amazing to, to see a lot of my friends doing different, being, being involved with different types of fitness formats. I got a, a friend of mine who is a diehard CrossFitter. Uh, I got another friend of mine. I mean, they're diehard yoga people. Um, and I'm not sure if there's any particular trends, but I also see mixed martial arts as a, as a huge format, especially for the young up and coming males that I see and a few females as well. It's, it's, that's the trends I see. It's become very popular. And I, and I think that you, yeah. you kind of nailed like something similar to what we have over here. You know, you, you everyone's, everyone's in fitness. We have some people that specialize in certain things. I think you're right for the young ones. They want to do jujitsu because that's what they see in the, you know, in in MMA. And, and, uh, you know, even if they're not out there getting punched in the face, they want to be like that. They, you know, and and they, and I appreciate too, the way that they work, right? The way that those guys train is, is it's, it's outstanding. You know, it's fierce. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it, it draws people to it. Uh, now, how long they last, and when you become, uh, you know, a forty-four-year-old guy like myself, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's there, there's a it's, there's a glass ceiling, I guess, so to speak. Although one of my best one of my best friends and a guy that owns the gym that I train with, he's he was a high school wrestler back. He's a couple years older than me, and he's back doing jujitsu again. And he was doing jujitsu, and you know, in the nineties, and now he's back, and he loves it. And he's sometimes he can't um, make a fist because he's always grabbing somebody's gi, and his fing- his hands are his hands. <laughs> Hands are uh, are are really kind of clinched up, but uh, he loves yeah. it. He loves getting his butt kicked. He loves. It's like kind of like you know, like we're we're endurance runners, right? I'm an endurance athlete. Christine has uh, just did Ironman recently, uh, and you know, it's like you know, I kind of I love it. And, you know, I love the feeling of training a hard you know run marathon. It's different training. than getting punched in the face, though. I yeah, always different. say that. I'm like, please don't. I don't want to be punched in the face. Don't kick me in the bad areas. Like it's like it's a different pain. It's a different. 
whatever. I I totally get it. I've got I've put the gi on a couple times and rolled jujitsu with just with my friend and like all this stuff. And he's just teaching me stuff and you know and I like it and and for my kids even you know I've got young boys and I'm intrigued by that. You know I think I've always said all along like my you know my kids. Like you said earlier, uh, Matt, it, you know we're not going to the NBA. You know I'm I'm the tallest one in the family right now. I'm five foot seven, and you know we're not, that's not going to happen. And and uh, you know and and they like sports. They like the team sports. You know, but if I want to teach them about their body, I'm you know I'm gonna I'm probably going to put them in gymnastics and martial arts. Um, you know, and and, and let them proprioception and, and you know the movement and, yeah. and strength and body you know full body strength and and uh you know so those things so i like the idea of martial arts and my my youngest is a gorilla i could put him in jujitsu today and he'd love it <laughs> he would love it so we'll see we'll see it's something that's out there for sure so matt there's we've talked a lot from people all over the country and uh, all over the world and one of the things that people keep talking about is the rise of boutique gyms and boutique fitness places are you seeing that in Hawaii as much, or are you still seeing, you know, names like you mentioned, Anytime Fitness, obviously. Um, are you seeing, you know, bigger places, or are people opening up individual studios? That's a good question. I know that um, Planet Fitness kind of opened up recently here. Uh, you know, 24 Hour Fitness has been around for a while. Uh, the, as far as the Individual places, there be more into CrossFit. CrossFit has their own individual gyms being opened up. As far as mainstream gyms, it's mainly the uh, the all the franchises, the big the big box gyms. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. And, and and I think that I think that the rise of boutique fitness kind of you know went with that CrossFit fit system where you know people were open up their own uh, opened up their own places. And, you know, with that, people say, well, I could do the same, just not that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and not be under the CrossFit umbrella, which, you know, can be quite restrictive as far as what, what people do with it and expensive. Um, you know, so I, I think that that's uh, that's, you know, I think that that's kind of what has, you know, accelerated some of the boutique stuff that's going on now for sure. Yeah. Just curious. So now <laughs> yeah. the, the, I know I have like 800 questions because, again, it's it's a different it's a culture like you said the it's almost a different world. I mean we're around you know around the planet from you right now, man. You know, <laughs> um, and I think it's it's fascinating to see what people are interested in and the difference in fitness and what's going on. So, Matt, give us a little um, give us a little prediction, I guess, of where you think fitness is going in your area. In my area, I believe. Well, I believe that um, definitely. I think yoga, the mobility training, is going to be is going to take off. It, it, there's a lot of yoga studios. There's people so involved with with the different varieties of yoga that's being offered. It's a huge. It's a huge following here, and. I think that's what's going to take off, especially when you have your CrossFitters and you have your traditional fitness people, your traditional weightlifters, and even with the young MMA people, they're going to find out that Ooh, if I do more of this mobility stuff, my body will last longer and I can do what I want for longer periods of time. <laughs> and so that's, that's, my, that's my take on it. Isn't that something? They'll figure that out sooner or later. Exactly. <laughs> it's been the uh, it's been the trends of you know in the last year we've been talking to people and it's you know less we're getting away from that you know let's just kill you and then you know you crawl out of your workout like you know on all your right. hands and knees like I'm dying can't even make it to your car whereas now it's all right well that's great we're gonna work you but we're not gonna completely annihilate you right. because you know we're seeing you know people living longer but why are we having all of these surgeries, you know, it, again, I, I go into, you know, when I present at conferences, I pop into all these exercise scientists, like lectures and, you know, why are we having all of these, you know, surgeries for someone who's 11, like we were talking to, um, right. you know, Dr. Osar, Osar. um, yeah. you know, this labrum tear here and here and here. And it's, you know, you're not, these people are not in their, you know, twenties or thirties with labrum tears. They're like 10, 12. And w- it's are we you know are we really annihilating people without giving them the correct exercises and recovery and stretching and 
mm-hmm. you know, what's what's happening to us. Right. So you know, yeah, I, I see the same as far as sports. I used to coach youth soccer for a number of years. And when I first started out, it was, okay, we'll teach soccer. Okay, great. Now up and coming, oh, now fitness and strengthening needs to be involved so they can improve their soccer skills and, and, and their bodies. And then I moved into, oh, we got to spend more time stretching to help reduce, especially with the young females with their with the ACLs and whatnot. We need to spend more time stretching so we can strengthen those areas as well. And I just see that trend happening not just in fitness in general, but with with sports related activities as well. I've I've seen that too. I, I trained some soccer players, and and I and and injury prevention, ACL right. injury prevention is like it's a bullet point on like every soccer training flyer now. Uh, you know, it's become it's become like the thing, and you kind of it's it's a, it's crazy, but it's a buzzword. Uh, you know, it's like it's it's a selling point. And, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm with you, you know, I, I think that playing more soccer helps uh, a lot with the soccer. Um, you know, although the strength training that, that we've done with them has been, has been great and they, you know, they can do it year round. Sometimes it's hard for us to, you know, you can't get a outdoor soccer game all the time in February around here. So it gives them something to do. You know, we were definitely rolling with the seasons, uh, right. climate wise. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's funny. And, and like you said, it's something that you never saw before. You never heard it before. Now it's a thing. Um, you know, and that, that becomes, uh, uh, and fitness is like that, right? Fitness is like that. Anything that somebody can kind of latch on to, to, uh, to position themselves as, as, you know, with a selling point, then, uh, you know, that becomes something that they, that can push. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, uh, it's funny. So Matt, you're, do you still teach, um, P90X and, or insanity right now? Yes, I do. Okay, so ready? I'm going to put you in the hot seat. So we just talked oh, about okay. this. I okay. love hit training. I love plyometrics. Um, you know, I also am a 20 year, you know, yoga yogi and yoga instructor as well. So I always, you know, kind of did both. And many people out there will say, you know, I, I can't do this. This is high impact. This is this. I'm going to get hurt. How do you, how do you handle that? Because I know our listeners, you know, just like CrossFit. You know, CrossFit's dangerous. I'm going to break my neck. I'm going to, I can't do Insanity P90X because, and all these different things. How do you handle that? How, how do you roll that out to someone safely? And what do you say? That is tough, especially what I've encountered with Insanity. I mean, just the name itself. Insanity, oh my God, I can't do that. Um, it's like my nickname. It <laughs> It's a challenging workout, and I, I guess my selling point was come and try one class. All these things you see on, on the, you know, the infomercials and on TV and people that talk to you about it, that's great. That, there are versions and options and modifiers for every single move to match every single fitness level. Come and try it for one class, and I'll help you through it, and then you tell me what you think after you're done. And that's that's all I can say because it's up to them if they want to give it a shot or not. And, and, and it has to be, you know, it's fair enough. It's like, you know, you give them options, you give them choices, you give them things that they can do that they can actually do. Mm -hmm. And, and then, you know, sooner or later it's, it's on, it's on the the person as to whether or not they, you know, it's going to click for them. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a good approach. And now post-class, what are you telling them regarding stretching and, you know, and kind of helping recovery? Oh, yeah. So towards the end, when we're doing our, our cool down and stretching is okay, class. Uh, you know, kind of hope you enjoyed it. I see you guys still smiling. Let's get a good stretch in before we hit the day. Lactic acid buildup and all that, um, and all that kind of stuff. And so I normally I would teach in the mornings. So they're, they're ready for the, for the day and for the week or whatever it might be. I just subbed a class for a friend of mine. Uh, when was it? Monday. And it was, and they were surprised. They had not, no idea that their regular instructor was not there. And they see me in there. And they, well, am I in the right class? Yes, you are. And by the <laughs> way, we're going to do insanity today. Uh, <laughs> what? But in, at the end, they pulled through, and we we modified all the moves. They had this one participant who had recently re-injured her groin surfing so we had to modify moves for that and towards the end we had a nice long stretching 
session and that was the end of the session. That was good. See, I think that sometimes with the right instructor, some of these programs that people are like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I'd never, you know, we encounter this all the time that when it's, when it's implemented correctly, that I mm-hmm. think anything can work for somebody, anything. And yeah. if, you know, and I don't, you know, again, if it's insanity or if it's called a hit class or if it's just, you know, Brian and I work with a lot of athletes that you have to implement different things. Muscle confusion is going to make you stronger and, you know, it's longevity. So we talk about all the time, you know, yeah. it's, I don't want you to be in a wheelchair in, you know, age 60. I want you to be out right. still doing insanity at age yeah. 60, but mm-hmm. maybe you're not doing the backflip that you did when you were 21, <laughs> you know, but I, I love that. And now it, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, you know, you do work with, with Beachbody and there is, you know, you do some, some coaching, correct? Correct. All right. So tell us about what you, what you do for people in that respect, like holistically. Well, basically I know when, when I'm out there and I talk to people about health and fitness and wellness and they come to me and they say, well, what can I do? And I say, well, what are your goals? And with your goals, why do you want to accomplish those goals? And we, and we try to go deep down into conversation into the very gut of why they want to do certain things. And from there we figure out, okay, well, Let's see. Um, I have a program that could fit you. And what you need to do is, you know, contact me. We'll, we'll do more one-on-one things. I'll help you through this program. I'll be there every single day with you. I'll do it along with you just to make sure that we keep each other accountable in order to reach your goals. And we'll have check-ins about every week. And this is sort of like a conversation being together, whether it's in person or, you know, phone messages, text messages, or, or emails. Now, are you doing mostly everything, you know, with, with people locally, like nearby, or are you, you know, have you expanded to the, to the mainland? I, I mostly stay local. Only one, one reason is because I can understand what the local people are going through as far as being in this environment and in this culture and where they want to go and what they want to be. Yeah, that's really helpful. I mean, you can meet them where they are. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and and not only location wise, but you know where they are, and and understand what what what's happening with them, and most likely what what their uh, lifestyles like and things. So that's a that's a that's a good way to go about it for sure. So what are the big struggles? What what is everyone struggling with what, that you're seeing that you really you know need to help them overcome specific to your culture or Hawaii? A lot of it has to do with their mindset. I want to lose weight. Why? Uh, they can't find their why. So we go further and further and further into their, what's your why? What is the underlying reason why you want to do this? And that's mainly the thing about most people that approach me is they don't understand exactly what their why is. They can say, oh, I want to lose weight or I want to gain muscle. Why? Why do you want to do that? And it's just, that that's the main concept I see with a lot of the people here is, is their mindset. Getting past that superficial reasoning and uh, and getting yes. deep, deep, deep in there, and and uh, most likely there's some things that need to be addressed, and that's uh, right. that's how we get well. I'm that's just right. keep... that goes beyond fitness and health and wellness. Is their is their brain? How can we get through their brain first? I'm just curious as to you know in obviously in different parts of the country, people struggle with different things, and you know I was wondering with you know with the Hawaiian culture. Again, having, you know, Italian families have huge meals, right? You know, at certain times and food is a, you know, food is kind of culture and you sit down and you sit down for hours and, you know, is that, do you ever see that as, you know, is culturally, you know, sitting down, having big meals, things like that. Is that a huge obstacle that you see in any way? It is in Hawaii. uh, And it's pretty funny, but it's not funny where at every event, people bring food or there's always food available or people are being offered food. So it's all, there's always food and drinks involved with any type of event. And that's the toughest part is okay. And a lot of food not necessarily is good for you. I mean, you feel okay, you're in Hawaii in paradise, there's fish and there's plants, but not a lot of people go in that direction or can afford that direction. So they go for the, the less healthy, more financially reasonable 
foods. And it is a big problem here. And to, to get them around that and say, choose this, not this, choose this, not that is, is difficult. So what are the bad foods that they're choosing in Hawaii? Well, there's a lot of things that um, are fried. There's a lot of things that, con- that contain our sugar, plate lunches. So you have two scoops of rice, macaroni, salad, and you know, uh, chicken katsu. Um, there's fast foods. People, uh, students are bringing bags of chips to school to eat for snacks. They're not bringing fresh fruit. Yeah, and just a whole bunch of those types of packaged and boxed and canned it's, goods. It's that infiltration of the standard American diet that uh, you know has has creeped its way over, you know, and and uh, and you know pretty much corrupted a pretty um, happy food system, you know, ecosystem uh, there. And, and and you know, you kind of take the sodas and chips are everywhere. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's it's uh, and you know, and I and I think that. Actually, you know, it's like some really great experimentation has been done with that where you take, you know, people who, who you know, consisted of their traditional diets, um, you know, their traditional Hawaiian diets, and now people who are now eating standard American diets, well, their genes are the same, their bodies are the same, they're still living in the same environment, they're just, the only thing that's different is their food, and which, you know, what's different with that is their health, you know, some people are sick and some people aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, uh, actually, do- uh, Dr. McDougal is, uh, did a lot of his studying out in Hawaii. Uh, he's, uh, he's one of the heart health guys that I really study a lot. Uh, his starch diet, he, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, worked in, I think an emergency type of, of, uh, hospital, emergency room hospital. And he just saw like the change that came and he said it was, you know, mid seventies or so where they went from that traditional Hawaiian diet to, you know, more of, of the foods that we see, uh, you know, throughout the country and, uh, you know, and just how, what kind of effect it had on the overall health. And it wasn't good, you know, obviously. So, uh, very interesting. See, I just have yeah. this, I have this, I guess this fantasy world, Matt, where like I was teaching here in Jersey and the kids would walk in in the morning with like their triple mocha frappuccinos with like, <laughs> with like, I don't know, whipped cream on top and whatever. And I would look at them and this was awful that I would say it would be morning and be like, and I'd look at them and they'd be overweight. Their belly's kind of hanging out their jeans. And I'm like, Oh God, just take that right on your butt and glue it there. Cause that's where it's going. Like it's all I could think of. And I'm like, Oh, Christine, you know, and meanwhile, like in fitness and I'm just like dying on the inside, seeing these people. Did you ever these. win teacher of the year? I did not. Um, because you know, it like breaks your heart. Cause I'm like, Oh, I wonder if I actually had the face, like facial expression. I'm sure I did mm-hmm. where I'm like, Oh, and, you know, and I think of like, wow, Hawaii, like I'm sure everyone's eating fresh fruit and their fish and everyone's got to be much more healthy. And I guess it's kind of, you know, fantastical, but because I would think, wow, if I had all of this at my fingertips all the time, that would be, you know, something I would gravitate to. But I guess, you know, it's, I guess you're right that, you know, when you do have these, you know, fried foods and this, you know, unhealthy choices that taste Brian says tasty, um, but they may not be the most nutritious. You kind of gravitate to the easy and, uh-huh. and it's, uh, it breaks my heart because you do have that, all that great, you know, resources. Um, right. so what's the solution to this, Matt? Wow. Good question. <laughs> uh, I know the answer, but uh, I know one thing that I try and do is get to my students and, they bring a bag of chips and they'll offer it to me. Hey, Mr. Snyder, you want some chips? And well, first of all, no. <laughs> Second of all, did you take a look at the ingredients? Can you pronounce some of those things in oh. there? No. Can, why don't you go Google it and go look it up and see what that actually is? And second of all, how about you give me the bag of chips? I'll give you this apple and orange. I'll trade you. You can have my fresh fruit. I'll take the bag of chips. I'm going to throw it away. Yeah. This is not good. I, just, I mean, that's, one way I'm trying to help the, the youth, at least, trying to make these decisions. I know financially it's very difficult, very challenging to live here in Hawaii to get a lot of the fresh fruit, a lot of the fresh vegetables. It is expensive, and the fresh fish and, every, and all the other goods. But we do what we can, and I understand parents. We see some kids coming in with their Starbucks for breakfast or their Jamba Juice for breakfast. I mean, wow. 
I thought Jamba Juice was so healthy, Matt. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Juice. Yeah, Yeah, it's fresh. I see them putting all the fruits in the... um, Yeah, look at the sugar content. But it's only 65 grams of sugar for a half a cup. That's bad. Oh. So, so Matt, you you do a lot, right? You're you know an educator. You've got the beach body going on. You're doing your coaching. You you know you're you got your hands in soccer and everything. What's uh what's what's your favorite? What do you like doing the most? What do I like doing the most? I would say really with with my career with with teaching kids, teaching the youth, and trying to to mold their way of thinking into a more healthy way of living and making certain decisions. That's my number one. My number two would be my group classes. They, they come, I have a following at the gym, the six, the same six, seven people show up every morning, five fifteen, bright and early. Yeah. And they enjoy it. And I love that. That's great. That's life. Yeah. And you know what? There's a lot of opportunity with those kids. So I can see why that would be the thing that makes you tick. Uh, you know, there's just, yeah. uh, there's just so much room for growth and areas of impact. And, uh, and, uh, you know, it's great that, that, uh, that they have you for sure. Thank you. So Matt, tell our listeners right now, where can they, where can they find anything else about you and about what you're doing with Beachbody and everything else? Give a, give yourself a little shout out. We're going to put all this information on our website as as well. All right. Um, well, you can find me on Facebook, Matthew Snyder. Um, I'm on Instagram at Mr. Snyder Fitness. And uh, well, there's only two social media aspects that I the formats that I use, and I post things mainly fitness, nutrition, not too much of my daily personal life. Although I did. We just got back. I'm, I'm also part of the Boy Scouts, and so we went on a overnighter up at Haleakala in the crater. And we did a day one was an eight mile hike, slept overnight, and we hiked out about five or six miles after that the next day. So that's some good exercise. And it's a great place to be a Boy Scout. I take it. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Matt, you need to keep uh, keep doing what you're doing and making an impact on the lives of not just our youth, but also our adults and um, and just getting people to make better decisions. That's what life is all about. And uh, right. I so appreciate you joining us. I know it's early in the morning in Hawaii and uh, we're six hours ahead of you here. So super appreciate your time and your insight and just your perspective on health and fitness in your area. And I know our listeners are going to enjoy hearing about yet another part of this world and what's going on. So thank you so much, Matt. Oh, you're so very welcome. Thank you for the invite. Oh, we uh, love it. Pleasure. Love thank it. you. And with that said, my name is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs>